Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. Be sure to wear some flowers in your hair If you are going to San Francisco You're gonna meet some gentle people there Whoop whoop! Yeah. You couldn't see it, guys, but I was uh, doing the lighter yeah. in the air. <laughs> she was waving the lighter behind behind me. Uh, this is the show, Shrink Things. This is a show where two shrinks tell you what we think about mental health. We give you fun facts about improving your mental well-being. We try the skills. We do the medium well. And then we report back to you how they went. Yes. And hopefully you can learn something from that process. We also give you some hot goss on our own lives, and we like to think that's a fun part. And mostly it's Michaela and I catching up, so <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you like it. Right. Hopefully it's enjoyable. <laughs> and this week's episode is on travel and mental health part two, which is why I chose the song San Francisco. I dig it. It's great. Well, as you guys might remember, we are still kind of learning about each other on this podcast and we like to share an uplifting story or just something that was enjoyable and fun or good so we do kind of a what's good segment so sunny what is your what's good um my what's good is that i am using a gas range stove for the first time in a long time and they're making the quesadillas just the way i like them now Like mostly, I just I I really <laughs> I really enjoy a good even golden brown crisp on a cheese quesadilla. That is like one of my joys in this life. And I now I now we've switched out our stove from an electric to a gas range. And when you have the open flame, it's a much even more even cook. And yeah. I'm into it. Like I just I love these crispy little quesadillas. This is my this is my what's good. It's a small thing, but I care about it. It's like a texture thing to me. I don't know. Oh yeah. I like my quesadillas crisp, but like I really get frustrated when I get like real floppy, oh, crappy ones. I don't like that. I either. actually have like a little quesadilla press. Do you really? Yeah. Yum. Because back in the day when I worked in a bar, like we had like a Mexican night. So I mm-hmm. was like always in the back making quesadillas for people. So after that, I was like, mm, I got to buy one. Oh, I love that. Yum. I had no idea. Actually, that I that think it might have been a gift. But yeah, it, it exists. Yeah. And it, so then it gives you like the lines. Yeah. So they're like perfect. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's great. And then like, so the edges are like kind of like sealed together too. So then you have like little sealed pockets of like quesadilla. Oh my God. That's... I know it's quesadilla, but I like to say quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, that is like really perfect. I never really realized, I think 
I've just been a person who's had, you know, life circumstances such that this would not be something I would notice about myself. But I think that the more time I spend living on this earth, the more I realize I do have some like sensory stuff and that Mm. I like, I'm very much more particular than I thought I was about a lot of stuff. I just mostly ignored it. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I'm going to go with ignore. And, uh, you know, now I have some time and space to explore this, uh, the particulars that I have. And that's one of them. Like, I'm just, I like it a very specific way. And Mm -hmm. it's like if I get a, it's the same thing if I get an ice cream sundae, I need a specific topping, not need, I crave a specific topping to ice cream ratio. Like I have like very strong preferences about things that I used to think <laughs> I gave no shits about. And so it's interesting. I'm just, yeah, I'm having this exploration awakening and that's my one. Yeah, good. you're learning your preferences. I love it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's a like, and I'm sure they always change over time through adulthood, but it's a, it's a fun journey to be on. What about you? What's your what's good this week? My what's good is like a little nugget that I just want to drop out there in the world. Yes. Yes. <laughs> drop it out. Drop the nugget. So a mantra that maybe we can say to ourselves to have healthy relationships mm-hmm. is if it's important to you, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we are in relationships, Somebody gets stressed out about something and the other person is like, well, I just never really noticed it or thought about it because I just don't care about that thing. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just fizzles from there. Yeah. But the reality is, that, I mean, that's okay that you don't care about it. But if they really care about it, then that's something that you should also yeah. care about. Yep. You know, you need to make your partner's priorities your own. You don't need to agree. Mm-mm. You don't need to understand. But you do need to learn what makes your partner happy, what stresses them out, what triggers them, and spend time putting effort into and dealing with those priorities. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of just drop that out there in the world. Yeah. No, I really agree with that. I think that, like, again, you don't have to have the same preferences, but, like, Mm-mm. Well, I mean, if we go back to the quesadilla example, like my husband knows that. And if he's making me a quesadilla, even if he likes the quesadilla different, he makes the quesadilla the way I like the quesadilla for me. Right. right? And he can make his quesadilla a different way, but he knows to make your quesadilla that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's just like a mutual respect thing. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that, you know, you are codependent and you're in a bad mood if they're in a bad mood. It's more just like you're respecting and honoring what things that they find difficult or pleasing. Right. And you're taking time and effort into addressing those things or managing those things. And I mean, that's that's showing that you care. That's showing that those are the small things that keep relationships together. Right. It's it's not the big over the top showings like that shit doesn't last or really mean anything. It's the day to day grind and making little efforts here and there to show that you care about what's important to them. That is 100 percent true. Yeah, it's it's how. It's the sum of your days. It's the averages of your days, right? Mm-hmm. Your relationship is built on like what your average day looks like. It's not the highs and lows. And so if you have a good average day, if your average day is positive, then, you know, it's it's going to create a longer term, sturdier situation. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So touching base then now on what kinds of things we tried for outside of podcast experimentation. So mine was about my friend that's visiting and trying to figure out things that she and I can do while she is here, kind of a vacation in my own town since I'm kind of still like 
I mean, I'm sort of from the area, but I mean, I never, yeah. It's still, it's <laughs> still st- new. Yeah, it's still new. I think it's something that I'll probably have as my homework again mm-hmm. moving forward. I have kind of had a few ideas of like walking downtown, kind of looking at some of the different boutiques that are down there. Cute. Um, so, but that's that's about as far as I got. So, I mean, that's a continual probably will be my homework again. How about you? How did you do? My homework went okay. I'm still in the mold remediation process. Like I said, I got the house bombed and I did find one of the sources. I can't tell if it's dead or not. Um, I think what the next step is going to be is just talking to the experts and getting a second opinion. Um, I'm still, I'm doing a lot of learning online about like how to remediate some of the stuff yourself. Like, so if you have carpets in your closets, for example, then you can pull those out, but you need to get all your furniture out of there so that none of the spores get on the furniture. And then you need to have mm. some fans, like, moving it to the outside. And then you need to, um, like, make sure that you're treating the area with, like, basically a special product. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's like a process. But I'm – I am learning. And I am going to – Use the experience, I think, for positive. I'm not yet sure how I'm going to integrate <laughs> it into my world. Um, but I am – this is my video documentary or my audio documentary, I guess. Yeah. I, no matter what, it's positive because you're addressing your your struggles and you're addressing what's been impacting you yeah. and making life difficult. So yeah, yes. no matter what, it's going to be positive because you are – addressing an issue yes. that has been an underlying issue that we couldn't figure out. So exactly. Well, I say we, you, I'm, <laughs> I wasn't really, we're part of the team. Really <laughs> Nobody, could, support, <laughs> Nobody could figure it out. Uh, so we're, we're back today talking about part two of how travel affects mental health. And last week we talked first about the positive sides of travel, that it can have some benefit for stress reduction and mood enhancement. It can help improve resilience and it can also broaden perspective, kind of getting us some exposure to alternative cultures that are different from our own. We can escape Mm -hmm. and reflect. But we also did talk a little bit about some of the downsides. And one of those is like travel anxiety and travel stress for the airport. And we wanted to also address some more of the downsides before we moved into some of the research studies on travel. So moving into one of the other downsides, what do we have here? So the next one would be culture shock. Mm -hmm. So adjusting to different cultures, customs, and languages can be really challenging. And culture shock is categorized by feelings of disorientation, frustration, or loneliness. And it can occur when individuals are faced with unfamiliar social norms and ways of life. So adjustment period may be temporary and it could impact mental health. So, I mean, again, we're only in this area, like we're only traveling for so long. But if you're the whole time you're there, you just feel disconnected and off and like you're struggling to communicate the whole time. I mean, that can be difficult. Yeah, definitely when it's a language barrier or if you're the only person in your party that speaks the language. I mean, I we at one point traveled through um, Germany, Switzerland and Austria. We're driving through and I speak some German, as I mentioned. It's not great. Like I am intermediate on a good day. And uh, (laughs) I realized I could not understand like the Swiss dialect. 
I was having a really hard time with that particular dialect. And I was like so frustrated because I was the only person in the party who spoke the language. So, I mean, and where we were at, there wasn't a lot of English speaking, which makes sense. Like no shade on that. That's your country. You can speak whatever language you want. And, uh, but I was trying really hard and I just could not get through the barrier. And I found that the, the experience was more stressful because I was trying to help other people. And so I was like, It was like more pressure Everybody on me. Everybody was counting on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. So I could see that being something. And I also was thinking for like when somebody is doing a study abroad program, I would see that like sinking in further maybe if there was a language barrier perhaps, then that could be, you know, something yeah. that would that would cause culture shock. Definitely. There's also travel fatigue. And I can definitely (laughs) like this one. (laughs) When you have a really long journey, there's like physical exhaustion and there is a disruption to your regular sleep pattern, your circadian rhythm. So that's what jet lag is, is it's when your circadian rhythm gets (laughs) disrupted, essentially. So you jump forward in time six or eight hours. Then you essentially are staying awake for like 24 hours before you go to sleep again. And then you're expected to, you know, shift your clock forward or backwards and that can yeah. cause irregular uh, meal times it can cause mood swings irritability fatigue uh, and it j- just can contribute to an overall feeling of distress and so we did want to point out that circadian rhythms particularly for a lot of travel like if you're doing a lot of work travel and you're jet lagged frequently there is some research on like how that can have a negative long-term health effect so if you're doing that a lot you know it's something to consider yeah i think Anytime you're going to plan a trip, people, like if you can, if you Mm -hmm. have the ability, have some time after the trip to get back into like instead of like coming home and then the next day going to work. Yes. Like try if you can schedule in a little bit of time, like a few days where you are home and trying to like unpack and unwind and get back into your rhythm, Mm -hmm. your circadian rhythm, like that's that's going to be so helpful because it is, it's so exhausting sometimes. Like by the time you get back, you're just, you're like, well, that was fun, but now I'm just beat and, but back at it. Right. So like, (laughs) you got to have a buffer day. That's for sure. You need a buffer day at least. Yeah. If you can, I know sometimes that's hard. And also keep in mind, if you're a person who struggles with something like mania, just remember that huge sleep changes are a big mm, precursor for a manic episode. Like, they're one of the things that can kick off a manic episode. So just be careful with that. Just have some awareness to it. Right. And another downside could be just homesickness. Mm -hmm. So being away from familiar surroundings, family, friends, and support networks can trigger feelings of homesickness, Mm -hmm. particularly during extended trips or when traveling alone. This longing for home and this sense of belonging can affect our mental health and our well-being and the overall enjoyment of the travel experience. You know, I think about with parents or even like pet parents, like when you're away from the babies... (laughs) That that hits hard. That like you're like it you're really grateful does. to have that experience, but you miss so much that interaction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a really huge pull. It's a really huge pull. Yeah. And then something that we kind of referenced before is that it's really not always affordable and accessible to everyone, right? Like right. you have to have a car or you know, you have to have the money to get on a plane. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. the cheapest option is a bus, but even with the bus, you have to like get to the bus stop. I mean, it's 
Yeah. It's like, and you also have to have the time to be able to take off work if you work and the lost wages, you know? So it's, right. It is something that is certainly, I think, from a place of privilege as somebody who has like come from not having as much options to more options. I mean, it's, there's certainly an awareness I have about like, oh, yeah, it's a privilege to travel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, just that's, I wouldn't say it's like a downside effect of traveling. I would just say it's like, that it is not accessible to everyone. They're in in the way that you think it is. You would have to do right. other things to flex it in order to make it accessible to everyone. Yeah. So we also came across a few research studies about the impact of travel on mental health, and we thought just going through some of them could be really interesting. Yeah. So the first one is effects of vacation from work on health and well-being. Lots of fun, quickly gone. Wow, what a title. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? That's that's a rough one. So the, the study did investigate the effects of vacation on health and well-being of workers. And the findings did indicate that vacations had a positive overall impact on well-being and mood. It did have significant increases in positive emotions and decreases in negative emotions. However, the positive effects diminished rapidly once the individuals returned to work. What do you think that's about? Like, tell me more Mm. about that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wonder. That's so (laughs) awe-strucking. Like, wow. You mean, like, work just ate our soul the instant we got back? (laughs) I just am such shock. Yeah. So much shock over it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, well, I mean, maybe change your work policies to not be so freaking soul-sucking that it's like the minute that you return from vacation, everything's diminished. Like, come on. Anyway, I just would be curious to see if, like, the effects were longer lasting if employees rated their job as more satisfactory, but... Yeah, that would be interesting. I also would find it interesting. I don't know. I assume this study was done in the U.S.? I think so. So I would be interested to see, like... For the European countries that have holiday, where they get like a whole month. Yes. What that would be like. Yes. Where, I mean, it's just a different culture for vacation, a yes. different culture for time off. Whereas here, it's like you're on time off, but you're still on the clock. If we reach out to you, you better answer your fucking phone. Oh, my God. Like, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a hellscape. It's, it is. <laughs> it is. So I'm curious. It'd be interesting to see, like you said, the satisfaction of the job and how that affects it. And then just the cultural differences Yes. Within that. Yes. I would love to see that as well. We also have another study here on travel and mental health. It's called Travel and Mental Health, a Study Sample in Brazilian Students. So obviously in Brazil. And this study looked at the relationship between travel and mental health among these students. And the results suggested that travel played a significant role in reducing stress and symptoms of depression. The study also found that travel was associated with increased life satisfaction and a sense of personal growth. And I think it's funny Mm. because they didn't do like a long-term follow-up on this one. Uh, But it is funny because they're students, right? So it's probably like they enjoy the thing they're actually doing at home more. So probably the effects of travel are are better when it's something they use something positive to come back to. Right, right. The next is the impact of vacation and stress on mental health amongst medical school faculty. Yeah, I liked this one a lot. So tell me more. So this study investigated the impact of vacations on mental health among medical school faculty members. The research found that taking a vacation was associated with a decrease in stress levels and improvements in mental health. 
The positive effects were most pronounced among individuals who engaged in enjoyable activities and experienced a high level of relaxation during their time off. Yeah. So basically, they were disengaged from work totally. Like, they weren't answering emails. They weren't on call. They were not having interactions with colleagues. I mean, so it's really says something about... um, putting high boundaries up when you do take this time for yourself. It's like, you've got to protect this time at all costs. Yes. This is your time away. This is your vacation time. Yep. So no, no fucking work. No. Yes. We also have here travel and mental health outcomes, a systemic review, which we like to see something that's like an overall review of the data. And Mm -hmm. it, Examine the relationship between travel and mental health outcomes. The review encompassed studies from a lot of various disciplines and found consistent evidence supporting the positive impact of travel on mental health, including stress reduction, increased positive emotions, and improved overall well-being. And so what you'll notice is, like, while we did acknowledge that not everybody is going to have a positive effect from travel, like, above we talked about, like, yeah, there's some downsides. For most people, for the average person, it does seem like that the downsides, the the positives outweigh. Outweigh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The next study is Vacation Health and Well-Being, a Conceptual Framework and Research Agenda. So this paper proposed a conceptual framework and research agenda to better understand the relationship between vacation, health, and well-being. It emphasized the importance of considering individual differences, vacation characteristics, and psychological factors in examining the impact of travel on mental health outcomes. Yeah, so really what's going to happen is exactly what we said is it's like, this study proposes that we should do some research or this paper proposes that we should do some research on like, okay, who is most likely to get positive effects from travel? When is this going to happen? Why would it happen? And then how can we like make this more productive for our society at large? But Right. How can we bolster this to help our society improve their mental health? Yeah. But yeah. pretty much like, hey, we need to not be working five-day work weeks. I'm just going to forever stand on the yeah. pedestal of like, we shouldn't be working five-day work weeks. No. 40 hours is too many hours and we yep. need more vacation time. I mean, like I can spoil the study for you. Hey, I feel pretty confident standing on this pedestal as a mental health writer and being like, I'm just Listen, don't shoot the messenger, but that's probably what they're going to find. Part-time should be full-time. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like 30 hours is pretty much like what you should be working. Like 30 hours is a good... 20 to 30. Yeah. Yeah. 25 maybe even. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Honestly. Yeah. 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 It's... And we've also looked at in the research the effects of walking holiday on mood and perceived stress in UK women. And so this study involved and investigated the effects of a walking holiday on mood and perceived stress among UK women. I don't totally know what a walking holiday is. I was going to say, yeah, do we know what what that means? I'm going to... I mean, I wonder if that means like a staycation. That's what I think. That's what I think it means. That's what I... That was what I was interpreting it to mean. Okay. Um, And the findings did reveal there were significant improvements in positive mood and reductions in stress levels after the holidays. So basically, you know, engaging in some physical activity and nature-based experience during travels can have positive effects on mental health. Maybe it's not just a staycation, but maybe it's also like making sure to do some sort of like hiking Physical activity. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which I can validate that. Like I walk all around the planet. Every vacation I go oh, on, yeah. it's like I walk everywhere and it's awesome. I can... 
double well, thumbs up. Well, you get up. to observe so much more when you're walking. I mean, you get to see so much more of the culture. You, you're you not going to miss out on the cute little shops or, right. you know, the different little things that are happening on the corner or like the music art, like the artists or the musicians out on the street. Mm-hmm. Like you're walking, you're amongst it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and like, again, the nature kind of getting the exposure to oh, the green yeah. space if there is some and the open sky if there is some. And then also just doing something that's novel, seeing something that you haven't seen before, like you said, and the physical fitness benefits. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that makes sense. Double it, right? If you've got a holiday, why not make it a walking holiday? The next one is recharge or discharge, unraveling the role of vacation experiences and you dynamic well-being in the job demanding research model i don't know what you dynamic means yeah that's you a da- new word wait, wait, man you dynamic you dynamic me dynamic you dynamic what does that even mean <laughs> Okay, well, we'll tell you that the role, this study looks at the role of vacation experiences on well-being in eudaynomic well-being. So a sense of purpose and personal growth in the context of the job demands resource model. So basically, all of this is fancy, but it indicates that positive vacation experiences and higher well-being was associated with better recovery from work-related stress and improved mental health outcomes. So basically, it's like a resiliency factor. Let me just translate. Dude, I I just looked it up, and it means good spirit, which is commonly translated to happiness or welfare. Like, really? You had to use that language? Sometimes these fucking people. Um, I'm like. <laughs> how many people with a PhD does it take to change a light bulb? Like, Seriously. Like, one, but the world's got a revolver around them. Oh, my yeah. God. It's oh, Jesus. so, like, that is so hoity-toity and pretentious. I'm sorry that right? we're making fun of your study. I'm sorry that we're making fun of your study. If you're listening, you're probably cool, but why did you need to use the word eudaimonic? Eudonomic. You- yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That's just like a-, a spirit of wellness, I guess, is what it means. Yeah. Ugh. So let's kind of talk about, you know, what these results mean as a whole, just giving a little bit more. So... What did, what did you kind of get from this information, kind of this literature review that we did? It's a brief one, but what did you gather? I mean, overall, it is kind of what we talked about in the first episode where most of the time travel is going to help our mental health and well-being. Like if we are engaging in nature, if we are engaging in the culture, doing pleasant activities when we're on a trip we generally have an increase in mood and mental well-being. We get reprieve from stressors. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I took away from it. Yeah. I think it really did highlight that yet another one of the many reasons why having a job is, you know, a lot is that you need to get a job that has time off. Like, I think a lot of us don't have enough time off in our job. No. And we need, so we need that in our, in our employment, but we also need a livable amount of wages to be able to do this. Like what it's pointing to, to me is that this doesn't feel like a luxury item. Like it feels like a quality of life item. Like Mm -hmm. if you are living in a country that is like uh, industrialized, it feels like an important health item to incorporate. Like it doesn't feel, um, hmm, what's the word? Optional 
to me, it feels like if we're going to have good mental health, this is not really optional. Um, right. And so it's really actually quite important. And we need to pay for time off. We need to kind of help people grow and recharge. And we can't have, you know, surprise Pikachu faces when people who are overworked and financially strapped then aren't feeling mentally their bit best. It's like, well, no shit. Like, right. No shit. Like almost all of your time is chained to a mother effing desk and right. you don't get you don't accumulate time off and you're not paid enough right. to even take a real trip. Right. I mean, everybody out here right now that I can see is in survival mode. Yeah. I mean, we are all just trying to meet the baseline of Maslow's hierarchy yeah. and fucking keep food in our belly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like- <laughs> I know. It's it's like, and then, you know, people go to a therapist and they're like, you know, I see a lot of people now there are times where there are things I can actually fix. I don't mean to say it this way, but I see a lot of people who, who like in the past who are, you know, low resource, like they don't have in- yeah. much enough income. They don't have enough time off. They haven't been able to take a break. They haven't been able to take a vacation. And it's like, this is not a thing a therapist can fix. I mean, I can fix some of it in the sense of like, I can validate, normalize, help right. give Maybe skills. we can help you figure out boundaries yeah. and assertively how to communicate what you need. Yeah. Or maybe we can encourage you to find new find employment. Find new employment. Yeah, exactly. A lot of it's about just being like, okay, you, you have to understand when this is dead and when this is killing you and you need to move on essentially. But, you know, a lot of it is just like, that's not a problem for a therapist. Like it's a systemic issue. It's like, if we're trying to, operate on fixing the individual it does it can have a backwards effect right where individuals stop putting up with bullshit and like some some people have no choice but to put up with bullshit let's just put it that way but a lot of times therapy can help people stop putting up with bullshit and then vote with their time and their money in terms of like what they're what they're doing what feels important to them but ultimately Mm -hmm. it's like stop expecting like therapists and medical professionals to uh, fix a thing that like a system has broken is like what what in the world yeah. like we can't yeah yeah it's just like kind of a backwards so it was something that like stood out to me this way is like the environmental impact on mental health it always comes back to that for me is it's like well you know we need to really our system isn't built that way yeah our system is built to be soul crushing our system is built to like just check in check out like mentally be checked out yeah and just, like, put in the time in the time slot until you die. Like, the coin in the slot until you die. Just keep doing it. Just put the coin in. I mean, put it in. Seriously. That's, like, yeah. Our, I, it's so frustrating. I know. Michaela and I went on a rant before we got online today, and we just, it was, we, this is maybe part of the rant, but yes. Uh yeah. The point is, is that it's consider this, folks, in your mental health planning. Consider this in your wellness. And so let's talk a little bit about what we want to try for outside of session practice based on this information. I'm going to keep up with the vacation in my own town situation where I am looking for different things and that we can maybe do mm-hmm. with baby in tow as well. <laughs> I love that. I think yeah. that's a great tourist in your town. I love it. Yep. I am going to, um, I do still have to work on the mold situation, but one thing I've been thinking about is just keeping my ear out for additional other overseas travel and vacations that could be cool. I try to look for something that is lower cost and easy-ish, um, just because like I've got a lot going on and I don't want it to be terrible. (laughs) And I'm thinking maybe about something, something Scandinavia, maybe Iceland or Norway, maybe a combination because you can lay over in Iceland 
And I think that just could be really cool. So I am just going to kind of keep my ear out, ask friends who've done these vacations what they think. I have some Norwegian heritage up in here, so it could be cool. I'd like to see a fjord. And sometimes it helps me, actually. It's a fun mental health exercise for me, like when I'm feeling stressed. I just kind of look into vacations. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That in itself is a pleasant activity to kind of just explore exploring. That's exactly, that's exactly it. And there's some good research that supports that. So for those of us mm-hmm. who can't necessarily afford time-wise or money-wise a vacation yet, um, it can actually be pleasant in and of itself just to like look at pictures and to think what you would do and to mentally plan it for yourself. And that's something I might just do like in my downtime when I'm just like kind of like th- trying to decompress. That could be something that yeah. would be soothing to me. I like that. I like that. So do you happen to have a joke for me today? I do. It's kind of relevant, but also kind of not. So okay. we'll just go with it. Okay. Hipsters really like to hike backcountry rivers. <laughs> I love They're making. less mainstream. Oh, <laughs> I love making fun of hipsters so much. Like, if it could be a pass ivory, I love that. Awesome. Awesome joke. <laughs> mine, How about you? Mine is not good. I'm just going to give oh. it. It's a real groaner. <laughs> it's like awful. And I'm sorry. I just was trying to find something that related to vacation. So it's not good. But here it is. Here we are. Why don't skeletons go on vacation? I don't know. They don't have the guts for it. Oh. <laughs> Such a groaner. Man, I was so close. I was thinking something about bones breaking the bank. I don't know. Breaking the bone. I don't know. I was way <laughs> bones off. Bones but- <laughs> and money. They don't. Oh, they don't have enough bones. Like like money. It's a financial yeah. thing. Yeah. There's a lot of answers to this joke. None of them are good. The guts make sense. I mean, I yeah. I like it. <laughs> we don't. We don't. I don't. I don't. I hate myself. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we so appreciate your life minutes tuning into the part two of our travel minute series. And we wanted to remind you that if financial support is an option, please feel free to leave a tip in our chip jar at www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink things. It helps us keep doing what we're doing. Um, yeah. Also, please consider uh, if that's not an option, follow us or like, rate, subscribe and review us. Give us a five stars. That helps us get visibility with people. Yeah. And it helps us continue what we're doing in that way yeah the more followers we have the more likely that we could get paid to do this so that would be so cool if you could get us more followers guys i mean that would be great yeah on our like three dollars and 45 cents per month it would be like really cool to like it's more than that technically but (laughs) but it would be nice for it to be like you know livable that'd be cool yeah that'd be sweet all right well thank you so much for tuning in guys and we will catch you next week yep see you next time bye bye